guys, uh, something something weird's going on. Uh, I feel suddenly better, and that that concerns me a little bit. Uh, but uh, Graham, let me let me help Secondary get some of those... concern, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yep, you're right, you're right. I figured. Well, I mean, you did drink that nasty stuff. Yeah, I. I I'm actively being eaten. Rifters, good evening, my players. Welcome back to season one of the Role Playing Rats live streaming podcast. Thank you for joining us as we return boldly to our eighth episode of Rifts using the Savage Worlds Adventure Edition rules. Tonight, we have the usual sneaky rat like suspects in Revolver Octorok, Kintaro, and Icy Macaw playing some actually totally unratty individuals. We've got quite the cast of upstanding characters, honestly. But crawl over to roleplayingrats.com or join the conversation on Twitter at roleplayingrats. That's R-O-L-E, playing rats as our handle. If you want to follow our current story arc or to briefly recap our last session, we decided to look into a street gang of what we thought were young vampires first as a means to learn more about the secret sanguine circles within the town of Pride's Shield. And we uh, gave him the finger, the whole hand, and then we took a sip. So... Here, we join our erstwhile antagonists on the boardwalk in front of a beat-up old wooden bar in the midst of a handful of thugs that are looking at them with some curiosity, but little to no hostility. The bigger one who confronted your group on the way in says, Oh no, that was some kind of stupid. Let me know how you feel in the morning, you hotshots, if you make it. And he turns back to the two that are in the street slugging it out, but they're no longer stand-up fighting amongst the two or three other fallen in the dirt. They're more clutching at each other and throwing blows weakly at their ribs, with still those very glazed eyes and very dead expressions. But this is us here in the mid to late night as we step out of the bar. One of us clutches, I believe, a flask with, with enough goop to do a test, or maybe even two, and two erstwhile fools who decided to drink, drink the drink. How would we like to pick things up from your side here? Uh, I think we uh, need to scoot and boogie over to uh, where we uh, left the goods because our time limit on uh, disguise is quickly running out. Is this is this also where we go uh, take care of the the entire dive bar problem there? Now that we figured this out, or. That was sort of hanging in the air uh, before, wasn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Of like, yeah, we don't. They're they are not a, a value add uh, to this town. Uh, it's it's certainly not something that uh, Graham could propose in good conscience as a bit of a pacifist. But uh, yeah, I, I get the idea certainly. Um, uh, but then intellectually, as a, as a both a player and a character, is like, is there any value in like? Could we come back and learn more? Like, I think we should maybe wait and see if something terrible happens to us and we might have a uh a lead back to like interrogate somebody about what they did and if it needs to be undone if something terrible happens yeah fair enough fair enough uh i can go along with that it's just if they start causing too many problems for the town because they they look like just punks and you know we i don't think we need those in the town we're dropping off a whole bunch of uh, refugees that we we took time to bring here. Uh, unfair, but uh, I think you know 
this is a, this is a symptom of a of a greater ailment. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. It is. That I think. We, yeah, I think if they start causing any trouble, we can come take care of them. But at the moment, let's let's move on to something bigger. All right. So should we head back to uh, sleeping place and do that, or and then in the morning go see the ranger, the investigator? Yes. Okay, there was. Yeah, there were there were two. So there was the associate at the investigative right, office, and then there was also the uh, purveyor of some uh, vampiric equipment, who was an old justice ranger that the associate thought you guys uh, might gotcha. have a good connection with. Or yeah, I think uh, I think this night is done. I think that's something that we could probably all conclude of like. Yep, we did a thing of subterfuge, and uh, it may not have gone a hundred percent to plan. Uh, and maybe we just maybe we just recoup uh, any potential losses for the the evening. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, I'll go get okay. back in, uh, Patty, and let's take off. Fantastic. So we're heading back to the burned out shell of the building, and it's then that uh, you. Tyler and you know seconds afterwards you Graham begin to feel sluggish and maybe a little woozy and could you both make me vigor rolls please as we move closer to that broken out uh, hall of a building first thing I did when I pulled up my sheet is look at my stats and go man I wish that vigor was higher right now (laughs) wow yeah that was very healthy. Okay. So we got a three from Tyler, which is not quite a generic success, but we did get a 10 from Graham, which is not only success, but success with one raise and a couple again. So you move closer to that burned out shell and Tyler, you're starting to climb into Patty and you know, you're about maybe halfway into the suit of power armor and you just start to shut down. And at the same time that you start to shut down, like losing motor control, Mm -hmm. you feel this itching at the back of your mind. If you recall, when you first took that sip, I mentioned there was almost just a a little bit of a cloud, like almost a headache. And you start to feel this itching at the back of your mind, like like something scratching at the door, something small, like it from uh, from, you know, Adam's family or something, just something small at the corner of the door, scratching the back of your mind. And Graham. You start, you know, you're you're sluggish, you're slow. It's like waking up after really heavy hangover. You're just like you're you're telling your arms to move, taking those steps. It seems like things are just a, a hitch, half step behind. And you could you make me a spirit roll because you are a ley line walker before I go further in the narrative here. Oh day of raises. Yeah, this is some healthy raises here. So we got a 15 on that, which is almost damn near three raises. Um, I wonder if Tyler's sitting there drooling over your good rolls, Graham. So you uh you clean that up, but so you feel that sluggishness and you feel something begin to sort of scratch at the back of your mind, but because of your time and the schooling that you've done, you immediately recognize that psychic itch of of control and you slam up some walls and resistance there your will immediately rebels and while you cannot take you know speed your body back up take full control and shake off this miasma you are able to just completely completely shut down whatever that scratching is and it goes away the minute that you raise your defenses so we have now a uh, a tyler who is passed out about halfway 
getting into the armor and slash i presume you are yourself climbing back into your uh you you guys both bought your power armor correct mm -hmm. yeah we both parked it right outside okay yeah, yeah, yeah so you know you're working your way into your armor so i don't know that you would notice quite yet but tyler you sir have lost almost all mode of control of your character and you are still conscious and you start to see yourself slowly continue uh, climbing into your armor very, very slowly. And I'm going to let you make me a spirit roll now and we'll see how this continues. But you did so poorly on that vigor. Oh, eight. Success yeah. So that's success with the raise. So you begin to actually success with the race. Since we already started with that poor vigor, I'm going to roll for myself. <laughs> uh oh i'm gonna can i click the eye and make that roll visible in the run i don't think i can so guys the uh, gm just can. just rolled a one i just rolled a, a fat one. <laughs> oh man oh, come on. you were supposed to roll well something's gotta happen here i tell you what like a nat 20 yeah exactly i mean precisely so i mean we could you begin to see you yourself that, that's it i could have made it up but it was just too good the moment the narrative moment <laughs> um the narrative moment was priceless so you begin to climb into your armor but it's not you you see yourself climbing into that armor and like almost almost a an arrogant sense of ownership says no no this is like this is me this is all mine and you like feel yourself push back push away it's not some training. It's not a, a psychic battle of will. It's you simply just like that. That sense of ownership is so pure, and it's this arrogance of no one. No one's getting in this glitter boy, but me. This is mine. I've I've taken this and I have made it all of mine. Hmm. So that uh, that pushes you back in, back into control of your body. Though you are still very near catatonic, you are having a lot of trouble moving yourself along. Uh, I'm gonna since I'm I'm in the glitter boy now. Yep, correct. Yep, no, we okay. can confirm that. I'm gonna flip comms. Uh guys, I don't feel good and, and I think something's going on. If if pylons drop, run I'm sorry, what if pylons drop? And at that moment <laughs> at at that exact moment, you begin to hear a chittering come over the comm link. Uh I guess that would be Tyler, that would be slash in your power armor. And Graham, you hear this sharp squeaking. It's almost too high for you to pick up, and it's probably a split second after they hear it on the comms. But for you, too, in the power armor, you're hearing this this clicking, chittering, squeaking coming through like through your helmet, as if as if that were speaking on the comm link. And Graham, you're hearing it as uh, in the air, as it's making its way towards you, because you assume because it is growing louder and louder as you stand in this building. Uh, we have a moment to react to this before we step to the next part here. I, I'm not entirely sure what to react to. I don't. I don't know. I'm not quite clear on what's happening. That's fantastic. That's right where I want it. Ah, this is this is peachy, peachy. So as you wait, as you stand there, like, okay, what's going on? What's happening? You're looking around for the source of this sound. A moment later, you hear clicking and scratching, and there's more chittering, and you see coming over the walls of this burned out structure, not coming over the walls, you hear thudding into the sides of it and coming in through the windows, you see these round, uh, misshapen winged 
things. And there's thuds and gooey thumps as they slam into the sides of the buildings. And they flap in through and some of them wing their way in and they're coming towards you. And some of them begin to beat their way. You feel wings hitting the sides of your helmet and you realize that it's a swarm of some sort of creature that has come to pay, you will call. And so at this point, we're going to get some action cards down. Let me see here. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. It'll be great. It'll be fun, they said. It'll be great times, they said. Yes, always. So <laughs> it's always a good one. But you see these odd, many misshapen lumps, and some of them appear to have fangs, some of them appear to have claws. None of them are bigger than two or maybe three feet, but they begin to work their way into the building and through the broken out open pieces of the roof. And so as they're coming in, because the swarm is so ungainly, they actually don't have the drop. But Tyler, you do act first, and you will take a minus two on any physical um, physical activities or actions because of your state. Okay. Um, am I getting a sense that... Um whoever or like from from someone that doesn't typically deal with this type of thing like the the itch and like someone kind of taking control do i feel that someone is still trying to do that um and and i might not know and that's perfectly good let's do a smarts roll maybe you're just kind of taking stock of yourself real quick like hey is this me checking in with it uh we'll explode on a <laughs> d10 14 yeah my goodness. Yeah, you can absolutely feel sort of this this itch, the shadow at the edge of your mind, but you you were able to stave it off for the time being. Okay. Uh Graham, should I should I throw up or something at this point? Would that make it better? I don't fully know yet, Tyler, but uh it'd be nice if we had some time to consider it and uh work through it. I, I have I, I've got some things I could try, but we should get somewhere safe first. Okay. Well, I'm going to try and get rid of some of the, whatever these things are. <laughs> and I'm going to just reach out and try and grab at least one, but I'll try and grab two, one with each hand uh, of the, the suit. Okay, sure. So you're not really sure what's going on with your reflexes but you are moving very slowly so go ahead and make that let me pull up pull up the sheet here you know make, go ahead and make that fighting roll just give me a minus two and then it's going to be against their parry right melee combat is against a parry so you're just trying to beat that skill all right we got a negative two on there come on explosion oh we exploded come on explode again nope seven which brings it down uh technically i'm not encumbered anymore in here though so that would be a five Okay. And so, well, here's the question. Does Defender win when you have a tie in uh, in Savage Worlds? We're going to say no. For the sake of the story here, you're going to reach out. You're going to try and grab these flying, ungainly, strange creatures. And when you grab it and try to squeeze it, do you know what your unarmed damage would be in the Glitter Boy? Um, let's see here. Combat. Punch. The punch is 2d4. So I would guess around there. Yeah, no, let's take that. Let's roll a 2d4 for the grip. It's robotic strength. We're not going to apply any physics here. Uh, six uh, damage, which I believe is also mega damage. Oh, yeah. Out of the glitter boy, I do believe it is. Okay, fantastic. So you grab this ungainly strange thing, and you you begin to squeeze it, and there's a str odd resistance at first, 
and then it's almost like a bubble popping and then <laughs> you see the creature squish in your hand and it like bursts and it's just this dark viscous thick liquid that goes everywhere and it's like popping a mosquito on your arm there's just so much more of it than you thought could be in there and it's even inside the armor can you give me another vigor roll there in the armor i think i'm gonna fail that (laughs) oh tyler that's so gross Uh, i'll take an eight on that one Uh, oh minus two there you go but yep, minus two, so that's a six. That's still a success. You don't throw up in your armor. And then we're going to move to our next combatant. I was hoping for it there. But Graham, you are up next, sir. Um, are these things, like, recognizable at all? I don't know that it's something you would have dealt with, but you could do me either in a cult or smarts or, you know, some other, maybe an academics role. I forget what skills you might have. Pulling up your sheet here. I don't know about academics. I think occult or a smarts, general knowledge kind of thing. Uh, I'll, I'll lean into the occult's part. Nah. Oh, a three? Yeah, no. It's a, a winged, fanged, clawed, just awful looking thing, and there's a whole lot of blood in it. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, go for a, a tried and true. Uh, I'm going to try and uh, entangle a bunch of them. Uh, I'm going Good to old Graham. some speed. Spend some extra power points to give it a nice big area. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Um, like, do I think it'd be possible to target a large enough area to to get these guys, uh, these these winged creatures, uh, and maybe not my allies? Uh, I can spend the extra points to make it selective if I need to, but I'm just curious about that for mechanically. They're they're you're hearing these thuds all around the building, these wet, juicy slaps and smacks and thuds as they hit the building. And you think it's just this ungainly swarm. So you could target a section of that swarm for sure and and knock out part of it. But also we're like, describe this building we're in, I guess, maybe. Sure. So to recap, you guys had found something that was. Uh, you know, had been broken out. You know, the roof was half fallen in. There were some crates and some tarpaulins, tarpaulins in there, and some canvases. This looked like maybe it was an old, maybe like mining office, or they did some storage here, maybe storage for a store, general store. And it looked like it had been in a fire. So, broken, jagged boards, charcoal. It was down at the end of the street, about a hundred yards from the bar, I believe, in the dark. And that's where you decided to park the armor so that it was, you know, you wouldn't be walking up to the bar door, if I recall correctly. All right. Uh, for, for like clarity, I'm wondering if there's a portion of this building, like whatever the access point of these creatures is, I'm wondering if I could uh, like seal it up with the barrier power. Uh, you could block off a an entryway. So, you know, the part of the roof that's fallen in, you could cover that over so they could only come at you from the sides. Or you could cover a side so you could put your back to a wall kind of thing. Uh, you already have the back of the structure. looks like just the front. Maybe like some something sort of exploded out the front of the building. So you have the back of the structure. You could get a wall so you have an L to work with. But you can block off one point of approach. You can't wall yourself off from the outside unless barrier lets you create some sort of cage or box to put yourselves in. Like if you spend extra points, it can do like some angles. But okay. probably, probably not enough to... Um... I guess technically it kind of can, um, but we'll 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 speed things along, and I'll I'll just go for the entangle uh, for this uh, round now. Sure. Uh, we will spend a Benny for a reroll. Ooh. 
barely get it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the that's the success for the cast. So what does that look like for your your spell type? Uh, what do you mean by that? So what's the um, the graphics of this spell? Is it tentacles? Is it chains? Is it just magical mist that binds these creatures? I think we're going for uh, like magical chains. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, and uh, let's see. I'm looking at my calculation for uh, PowerPoint to spend. Um, so they are uh, effectively bound. However. Um, the background trait uh, that Graham has is one of the auto rays for one ability, and it's on entangle. So mm-hmm. they are not just entangled; they are bound. Um, okay. Up to you, how many of the effects? I was looking at like the area template, um, and if I spent the power points for it, it would be a large burst template, and that would presumably, like based on what the Savage World says, be like four targets probably. Yeah, that sounds totally reasonable to me. These are small creatures. Uh, because it's an area effect, we're going to say it's half a dozen. So you get six of these small winged flying things wrapped in chains, and you hear them squeaking frantically as they clink and clatter against them, but they are very effectively bound. And that is an action well spent. We move forward to the Slash. Slash, my friend. So here at the bottom of the initiative, you see... You know, you saw Tyler climbing slowly into his armor, and he paused for a second, and then he began to pick back up. Um, you know, Graham was moving a little sluggishly, but seemed to be operating as normal. And then this squeaking came over the comms, and it's just the weirdest damn thing you ever heard, except for that giant rat swarm that you dealt with in the sewers back in uh, Chai Town when you were in the Burbs. And so here now, you have these strange fanged winged things, and they're quick, but they aren't that quick. You feel like you feel like the boys could be doing a little bit better, though. Graham was effective as usual, and they are all over the place. How would you like to proceed, sir? Um, are there any that are directly on top of Graham or Tyler right now? Like, are we in any imminent danger? They are swarming and frolicking, and it looks like they are here for business, judging by what came out of the one that Tyler popped. But you also notice none of them seem to be bothering you. They are circling Graham and Tyler. I guess I'll start taking shots with my uh, wing lasers at one of the ones that uh, Tyler or Graham had bound. Okay, that works. That works. Go ahead and roll me some hits. Or misses. I'll, I'll take misses too. Yep. Yep. So that is a success. So go ahead and roll that damage. Those oh things. my gosh. Yeah. You, you absolutely destroy... That uh, the one that you chose to shoot at in true slash fashion, when he says something should be dead, so it shall be. And that brings us to the next piece of the initiative, which is, of course, our erstwhile fanged things that no one seems to have encountered before. And they swarm and circle and they dash in and flash in to bite and nibble and prick. And of course, uh, they don't have too much luck with the Glitter Boy, which is almost to be expected. Surprise, surprise. But we're just going to get our get our dice going in here. And for Graham, yeah, nope, we've got nothing on the Glitter Boy. But for Graham, two of them seem to be able to make it out of their own mess and swarm as they circle in to try and get show you their appreciation for blood. And I think we have to do, where's your toughness here? Oh, yeah, no, okay, your armor is too amazing. So they did get a raise, 
but they don't beat your toughness of uh looks like a 10 there and so they're they're clutching latching onto your armor onto your cloak they're ripping they're tearing but they don't seem to have gotten through to you or uh, or the glitter boy which will shift us to our next combatant but more are piling in the building all the time so this moves us to tyler you maintain the lead and this is our second round you guys mm-hmm. walked about the hundred yards you were feeling sluggish yes this is our second round so go ahead and take the take the lead here sir awesome uh uh graham are these are these vampires i don't believe so no tyler oh darn uh <laughs> the boom gun would have been fun to shoot um and you still could well it's not worth it um i'll i'll do the same thing and and punch punch one of these guys i okay. also like to not to be home, like buddy <laughs> Half half drunk and stuff like that, but this is fun. Uh, so I'll roll a fighting. Does that sound good? Yep, yep, that's it. All right, and a minus two. I think the I should still have the encumbered, which will take two off anyways. So if it doesn't, mm-hmm. I'll adjust it. So fighting. Ooh, uh, five with the minus two still. Oh wow. Okay. So you reach out with both hands and try to grab a couple more. And that is a success, so go ahead and roll that damage. Five damage. Okay. And that, again, just squishes two more, and there is blood just everywhere. You will be the Crimson Boy in a moment, no longer the Glitter Boy. <laughs> and that steps us to our next our next piece of combat here, which is... Oh, sorry, I should have said, this is Slash. You're back up, sir. I thought you guys could see the, see the tracker. Did we lose him? Oh, All right. I can see the tracker. Where's the tracker? I had to put the uh, combat tracker up. In the upper right, there's uh, two crossed swords. I, I just didn't have it up. Okay. Yeah. All right. You so can I only target one, or can I like do like a wave with the lasers and hit a couple of them? So you can, onto the combat rules of Savage Rifts, based on your weapon's rate of fire, which we can pull up real quick here, you can shoot multiple times, or as many times as that rate of fire is with each action. So if we go down to combat, oh, that's your laser rifle. I got to go to your armor. Uh, it's uh, only got a rate of fire of one. Okay. So you can take multiple actions. A second action applies a minus two to, to each. And then a third action applies a minus four to each. So you could shoot twice with minus two to each time to shoot. Or you could shoot three times with a minus four to all three times to shoot. I'll just take another shot at one that's uh, bothering Graham. Okay, so you're gonna shoot think... twice or just shoot once? Just shoot once. I'll just blast another one of them. Okay. I think that was a seven. That seven is a palpable hit, sir. Go ahead and roll that. Uh, roll that damage for me. If that'll clear up another one. Oh, I, I have little doubt the way that you've been rolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And pop goes the weasel as another one. Another one bites the dust. Gonna yell, watch out, Graham. Those things look like they might hurt if they bite you. <laughs> I do have an emergency plan if we need it, but I'll need everyone to stay close. And okay. so, Graham, with that, you are up next. Uh, for now, since we're not in completely dire straits, uh, I'm gonna hang on to some PowerPoints, uh, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna shoot one of these things, or try to at the very least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have a basic success. 
Yep, that's a hit. Go ahead and roll me that damage. Right, okay. Healthy 18 for you. Yeah, that's disgusting. Um, you're, that's, a you're, nasty hit. that's a nasty pistol, too. Oh, my gosh. So that blows through two of the little buggers, and they go pop and splat across the space, which brings us down to their turn. And my rolls have been a little bit better this time. So for Tyler and the power armor, you you essentially have nothing to worry about. But Graham, my friend Graham, three more of the small creatures lash their way onto you. And the two that are on you continue trying to nibble their way through and weasel their way in to find some flesh. And it would seem that some do as you take a powerful bite for six damage, uh, which I don't know if that gets... Uh, or excuse me, 16, because I believe your toughness is 10. So yeah, that gets up over there a little bit. Unless you have... That's good stuff. Unless you have more armor than what your... You know, if your character sheet has something equipped, or you have something equipped that your character sheet doesn't. Um, I think uh, I think my sheet is slightly off, uh, but I don't think yeah. it's terribly soft. Because I'm um, seeing a 10 here. Yeah, I see that 10... Plus five. I think it should be accounting another two, but that still wouldn't matter too much. Okay. Okay. Well, it's only a. Uh, it's shaken if we go over your toughness. It's shaken with a wound if we get a raise, so four or more over your toughness. Well, my toughness should should report as twelve accurately. Oh, 12. Okay. So I don't know how far above that puts us. So uh, 16 over 12 is just four. So that's going to be uh, shaken with one wound, I believe it is. Because four is a raise. So if I go over over your toughness at all, it's shaken. But if you go four or more, that raise gives it a wound. Okay, fantastic. And so, and again, Slash, they continue to not bother you. And as we move to our third round of activity here, next combatant, that's a fresh draw. So now we've gone through two rounds of combat. We're up to our third, and there was the time of you walking that hundred yards. Graham, you are our first combatant, so it's fitting that the narrative comes. Uh, the Fantasy Grounds immediately rolls to see if you come back from Shaken, but it looks like you fail, so you remain Shaken with the one wound, it would appear. Uh, you could spend a Benny and roll for that if you'd like, but your first are combatant, and the seems like you feel as if a cloud is lifting and your reactions seem to be getting a little bit smoother, a little bit cleaner. Your vision is getting just a little bit sharper. And this is really, really weird. It's something that you haven't quite felt before, except for maybe that one time you experimented in the dorms. Uh, but it's, it's, it's like you're more awake than you've been. It's like the the night sky, the stars are all the light that you need right now. And so for in-game terms, your parry has increased by a point and your toughness has increased by a point. And you're aware again now as things sharpen of this sort of shadow at the back of your mind, this pressure, like there's a, a weight or a presence and Graham, this this feels again feels familiar to you, and you were able to wall it out. But it's that same sort of that same sort of pressure that you would get when a psychic would speak directly into your mind, like when Max was always trying to make you say something funny as you were falling asleep in class. But this feels like more and and dark. And so it is uh, your turn to act. There's no longer a minus two for your physicalities. Okay. Um. Well. 
Uh, I think given that uh, Tyler's in power armor, or my other two compatriots are in power armor and probably going to be A-OK, um, I will use the uh, barrier power, uh, but we will shape it uh, to basically just be... Well, no, I got things on me still, don't I? Oh, yeah, you have five things on you now, trying to wriggle and bite and cut their way through your clothes and armor to you. Uh, then we're going to go the, the other route, which is uh, I'm going to straight up uh, burrow into the ground without them and abandon them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the bats are going to come with me if I go underground. So so uh, correct me here if I'm wrong, or, or let's let's recap. So this spell of uh, of the digging... It makes you into the dirt, or it simply shapes the dirt around you as if it were water. Um, narratively is how it will affect the creatures on your person. Burrow allows the recipient to meld into raw earth, is the leading line of the power description. Okay, well that's that's pretty so self There's There's no implication of, of uh, displacing the dirt, so much as mm -hmm. we are, we in a new form, we are moving through dirt. We we yeah. meld into dirt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll I'll walk into that. Um, and you can remain underground in a sort of limbo. That's cool. Yeah, no, I'm ready to be a vampire if that's the case. I'll just sleep underground all day. <laughs> it's like, how are you gonna? It's daytime out. How are you gonna get over to the other building? I'll dig. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so go ahead and let's see if you cast this spell effectively. Uh, you are shaken with a wound. I don't recall if that affects it does and i think it's already being calculated in there okay. uh, the combat tracker shows it with the the minus one i think that's probably going to end up applying to the roll but we'll find out okay fantastic well we'll definitely spend a benny for that yeah so minus one to your pace and up to a max oh and that's it really wound okay yeah uh we managed to, to eke it out on the, the second go Oh, and your trait rolls. Okay, yeah, so it is tracking the minus one in there. All right, so you eke out that casting, and uh, you spend the Benny. He's down to one, guys. I'm getting close. So uh, you successfully cast Burrow, and you meld into raw earth, but you are standing in a blown-out shell of a structure. And so you actually go nowhere. What do you mean? You're standing on boards. You're not in raw earth. You're standing on the floor of the structure, and I would I would put this to you in the the haste and maybe perhaps panic of working on being eaten alive. Uh, you may have forgotten that small fact. Very well, DM. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will move to the next combatant <laughs> uh, to slash. Oh, goodness, <laughs> slash, my friend. You see Graham lock his fingers in mystical shapes. You hear a muttered word. And you feel, you see this sort of ripple through the air as if a spell had been cast. But you don't see anything happen. And he's still being eaten by the bats. And it just makes you wonder if this magic thing is really all it's cracked up to be. What's your action? I never really thought magic was all it was cracked up to be. But I've seen some shit, so I don't make too much fun of it. But Grammar, you, you forget. You're, we're inside, bro. That... that that doesn't work in here. I think one. I will point out that the, that it's wooden floors was never pointed out to me. And two, I can go through most substances anyway if I spend an extra point. But I was just letting Gabe have it. <laughs> I'm gonna blast the one that uh, did the damage to him. 
Also, there's you know you could have reminded me of like oh it's a wood floor and then I could just walk outside and where there's dirt and do it there. You're you know you're right about okay, all of that. Okay, Okay. You're right about all of that. <laughs> That's uh. Flash oh, just has a little laugh at it because he's just a little weary of magic. He thinks it's weird. For sure. For sure. Well, that is a palpable hit on your shot with the anti-personnel lasers on your wings. Um, I'll tell you, Slash, you know, these things are relatively easy to hit. You could do two shots per, but it is up to you. So go ahead and roll damage on that one. Oh, yeah. Murked. Jeez. And that one, much like uh, Graham's firing from the hip with his pistol, just blasts through two more of these small things and there's just blood getting everywhere and it seems to be whipping them up into more and more of a frenzy which moves us to our next combatant tyler my friend you are right, up, sir. to make such a mess on you graham i know those things are sticky <laughs> what do you know no, about them no but you do what do you uh, know about them he says i'll i'll start trundling over you know drunkenly in a, a huge you know Oh, drunkenly. Of... No, Tyler. So the same thing that Graham felt, this this sharpening, this this crisping of activity also takes effect with you. So your uh, parry goes up by one point. Your toughness goes up by one point, though you're in the armor. So I don't I don't mm -hmm. think that'll jive. Uh, but you're you are also aware, like I said, with that sharpening of this, this shadow, this pressure at the back of your mind. And it's not something that you've ever felt before, but it just feels sinister, like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and it's as if something is is almost almost like walking under a cat that is poised on the fridge about to pounce on you and you just get this this weird sixth sense itch of something bad that is just waiting waiting for a moment but in the meantime you feel sharper and brighter than you felt in a very long time and the vision effect doesn't really do anything inside your armor uh, but you just feel more alive okay uh, guys, uh, something, something weird's going on. Uh, I feel suddenly better and that, that concerns me a little bit. Uh, but, uh, Graham, let me, let me help get some of those. Secondary concern, please. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. You're right. You're right. I figured well, I mean, good to you know. did drink that nasty stuff. Yeah. I, I, I'm ugh. actively being eaten. <laughs> let me, let me help you with that. Uh, we're, gonna, we're working on that. I'm going to go over and start. I'll I'll attempt to pick off uh two of the things that are on him. Uh sure. Go ahead. So go ahead and roll me that that fighting. All right. And there's no shooting into melee or anything like that. So you just still just need to beat the parry. Okay. I am not encumbered because I'm in the armor, so that would be a success of a five. Yep. Yep. Okay. And so you're gonna pluck off two of the creatures and go ahead and roll that damage. Good gravy train. Hold on, wait. Why did it roll? Was that like a power punch instead of just a punch damage? Yeah, let me re-roll that. I clicked on it, and now it's it's supposed to be a D two D four. It shows D two D four in here. Uh, so we'll take the seven and the three and total of ten. Do that. Okay. That's okay. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'll run with that. I'll run with that. And so, in your haste to grab two of these creatures off of Graham, you actually burst one right on him, and it was one that was starting to work on his neck. So he's now just covered in blood almost from head to toe. Uh, but you do remove two of the critters from him. And as we close out this third phase of combat, you hear a slower, deeper, almost humming 
instead of the chittering and the chirping clicking you hear a, a slower deeper hum and you hear a a thud thud as that grows louder and louder as what you can only assume are larger heavier wings start to beat the air well that's not good you um i also figured out why i'm getting a d12 there that's supposed to happen that's because i actually equipped the power armor and that's the power armor strength so it's d4 plus strength so nice okay okay cool all right we'll we'll run with that forward then still quite effective um which moves us to graham at the head of combat again look at you with your lucky draws oh hang on no we went to the end of combat i didn't get to do my nibbles and bites so graham you've lost a couple (laughs) of the bugs yes we must nibble and bite nibble and bite and so we'll see if I'm lucky with my rolls again. Hmm. Just. So we have not what I was hoping for. I was hoping to get another wound out of it. But, oh no. Hang on. So it's 12. And you said that your toughness shows us 12. So is this uh, wound rolls? You know what? We did it with the... Uh... Uh, well, you just gave me an extra point of toughness. So I would be at 13. Oh, well, there we go then. Look at you coming out on top. So, That's no... How it feels. Yeah, right? No more nibbles and bites. You have uh, blood seeping into cracks and crevices that you never wanted it to seep in, as some of these are shot away from you and some of these are burst on or near you. But it is your turn, and it looks like Fantasy Grounds has uh, rolled for your spirit wall to recover from Shaken, and it is unfortunately rolling poorly. So, with my speed, can I make it outside and burrow in the dirt? I mean, absolutely. So your uh, pace is minus one. But the the strange feeling has affected your parry, toughness, and uh, narrative piece of speed. Because you were already wounded when the effects kicked in. So uh, you can absolutely make it outside, the way the pace works in this game. It's a small building. You have you know, probably about three yards to go before you're standing in front of it. Gotcha. Wasn't, wasn't fully aware of how large this building was either. Sure, sure, sure. So that's what I would like to do, and I will happily spend the PowerPoints to do it. Excellent. Let's see that spell roll. I love it. And with that, Graham disappears into the ground. And there is a collective, as the bats or or whatever sort of round fanged things are, burst upon his entering the uh, the earth. And so we move to the next action. That will be Tyler. Graham takes a few speedy steps away from you and, and pops out of existence. What are you up to? Uh, Graham, can you still hear us when you're under there through comms? I haven't the foggiest idea. That's that's probably for the DM. I would suspect if you don't go too deep. I mean, there's always going to be interference, but if you just... It's up to you. Did you go, you know, six feet into the ground, or did you go a foot into the ground? That'll determine. I don't think I'm thinking about that right now. Yeah, so you're just in the ground. So we're going to say no, I think, for our narrative purposes, just to make it interesting. He, You can try talking to him, Tyler, but I think for our purposes, he went too deep too quickly to listen. Okay, so I'll throw that out there, and if I don't get a response, then that's that's the answer I was not hoping for, but probably expecting. Um, you said we heard additional big things flapping their way over here. Which direction was that coming from? It's coming from behind the building. So not like up the street from the bar, but per- uh, perpendicular to that. Okay. Um what is the chance that I can just walk through the back of this building? Like, just literally, with the power armor, just walk through the wall? In a Glitter Boy? 10 out of 10. Your odds are 10 out of 10. Okay, I just walk through the building to get behind it to see what that is. Okay, all right. 
So you move through this swarming cloud that continues to have trouble with your armor, and you you just push through that wall, which is little to no problem for you. It's not an MDC structure. And almost immediately, you hear that thudding of the these large, large wings, and you just you pop through that wall, and you can see this dark shape. And as you click through your visible spectrum in the armor real quick with the blink of an eye on your HUD, you see that it's this just disgusting, oozing, dripping creature with large, large wings. This is bigger, so much bigger, probably with a wingspan of 10 or 12 feet. And it's got these large maws and mouths covering the lower portion of this misshapen globe, this this odd, soft, fleshy-looking substance. And it's just this flying orb covered in mouths on the underside of it. And it's slowly working its way towards you in this lumbering, ungainly, flapping sort of rhythm. I've seen I've seen a lot of weird things in my time. And the last thing I want to do is like take a pot shot at something that, you know, while it looks ugly and, and nasty, might be, you know, not something I should be shooting. Does this look like the other ones that are that are attacking us? And, or can I make an like a role that this thing is coming to harm us and not just like some weird extra dimensional creature that's like, I'm going to get my wife dinner. <laughs> I love this. Tyler, you, my friend, uh, get a Benny. Thank you. Thank you for this. Can I just drop this onto your sheet here? Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, you can absolutely make a roll. I think that would probably be a, maybe just a smarts roll. Just like straight up. What's on the brain for Tyler right now? Uh, eight. So uh, success with a raise. Okay. <clears throat> success with a raise on the smarts roll. And... Uh, what I should, I actually like this better. Can you also do me a spirit roll? And I'm going to make an opposed spirit roll. Oh, I'm going to spend a Benny on that since I got him. Oh, we got a raise. Oh, seven. Oh, man. Okay. We were going to have the, the perfect moment here. But uh, so you got success with raise on the smarts and a success on the spirit. And mm-hmm. my opposed roll was not quite enough. So you feel very convinced that this thing is definitely an evolutionary branch of the smaller roundish fleshy objects that are attacking you and your friends uh, or was attacking your friend as they are all now focused on you and you think that this is definitely a relation and it's up in the air right oh yeah yeah okay it's probably a solid maybe 75 to 100 feet in the air it's just that large that's the mass it has to be the flesh that's making it just so displace so much air with those flaps because it's not the wingspan isn't that big, you know, 12 feet, but mm-hmm. that's eh. okay. Well, I'm taking two actions this round, so I'll take the it's minus two for taking two actions, right? Yeah, minus two to both. Okay, the first action is drop pylons, the second okay. action is, is drop that thing from the sky. <laughs> fantastic so i'm going to take a boom shot at it okay i think yeah let's go for it uh total of oh that shouldn't have that minus two in there um so weapon is plus one so that would be an 11 an 11 and the range range. on the boom gun is ridiculous so you have no worries about uh minuses to hit because of range so go ahead and roll me that damage with the boom gun 
23. Oh, my. Okay. Dang. Yeah, that is healthy. Well, you hit uh, a glancing blow, but in one of the mouths on the underside of this creature, and it it's it shudders in the air as this cloud of mock speed flechettes lances into it, and it staggers in the air and begins to drop towards you meaningfully, not as if it is dead or hurt, but it is it's it's dripping gore now from this wound that you have dealt it. Uh, Slash, we got problems back here. This thing survived a boom shot. And that that, looked nasty. We move down to Slash. It is your turn, in point of fact. I'm going to turn around and um, fire at that uh, thing that Tyler just fired at and survived a boom shot. Okay. You can't quite see it, so you're going to have to take a movement action first. Uh, You know, you're in a flying Titan. You can go up. You can go forward, follow him through the wall, whatever you'd like to do there. Um, if I go up, will I be able to see it? Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, it's about 75 feet in the air. You've just got to clear your line of sight. All right, yeah, I'll just uh, fly up a little bit so I can get eyes on it. Okay, do that, and then go ahead and take a shot. What are you firing with? Do you have a, a rifle that you're a railgun that you carry, or is it just the wing lasers? Um, I've got a rifle with me, but I'm just using the lasers right now. Okay, cool. Those things are pretty nasty. I know, you've been doing good work with them so far. Okay, so it looks like you roll a hit with raise, and so that is enough to hit the creature. So go ahead and roll me your damage. Damn. Blast it with the laser. Okay, yeah, you you hit with the lasers, and the lasers speckle the, the underside of this fleshy, strange creature, or creature you think it is, you almost hope at this point. But it doesn't seem to do any real critical damage as it continues to lower itself meaningfully towards you. But it does change its trajectory from almost straight down towards Tyler to moving forward towards you. And it is at the bottom of that combat that we have the uh, small winged creatures continuing to try to find purchase on the shining glitter boy that has stepped through the wall. Big problem, that... That didn't even look like it hurt it. I don't think it even felt that. Uh, Shoot it more, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> and with that, we step to the next piece of combat, uh, which is Slash with a Joker in the lead. So all PCs should have gotten a Benny because of the Joker. And then I mm. think with the Joker, you actually get to choose if you go first if you want Slash. You can actually... Oh, yeah. Here, it says it right in Fantasy Grounds. So get a prompt. So you can go first if you'd like and just fire it up again, or uh, however you want to move that. Yeah, let me. I'll go first. I'll uh, let me see if my rifle that I have does more damage than my lasers, or if my lasers still do. Yeah, it looks I mean, like the lasers most. So I'm gonna target that big thing again and take another shot at it. Okay, fantastic. Roll them up. Okay, a six. You have oh Joker bonus plus two. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, that is enough to hit the creature, so go ahead and roll me some damage, my friend. I'm going to do a good, nice war cry as I try to fry it with these lasers again. I mean, that is that is healthy. A, a 20 is very, very healthy. And you, you've let off a stunning burst of laser fire, of fireworks in the night that lance their way towards this closing mound and it still it just doesn't seem to do anything meaningful to it 
as it peppers the underside and snaps some teeth out of the mouths, it just doesn't seem to be phased. But without eyes to see pain or any sort of anything that you're used to looking at or a hiss or a withdrawal, there's just nothing of that nature. Tyler, I'm really not liking this thing. Graham, I hope you can blast it with something. I've never I'm had underground, performance bro. issues with my gun. Performance anxiety? Yeah, um, it's, that's there now. <laughs> so, Graham, it looks like your shaken is removed in this uh, next round of combat. And so you don't hear any broadcasts. You have slipped into the serene peace of Earth being surrounded, uh, no longer being nibbled. You feel the sting of your wounds, but you you also know that you are you are secure for the moment. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, do a little piece of housekeeping here, which is uh, I would have needed to spend a Benny to remove Shaken before, because when you're Shaken, you can only take free actions. Oh, fair enough. Okay, that's a that's a pretty big misstep here. Yeah, So um, that's I was regarding like, okay, what does Shaken mean functionally for that? Uh, sure. I'll, uh, I'll drop you... one back in there for the retcon for the misstep. Yeah, my apologies there. So let's put you back at two Bennies. Go ahead. Uh, sure, I just, I wouldn't. That's, that would be a kindness if that's what you're doing, because the math yeah. works out that I would be at it one. Yeah, no, no, no worries. I'm, I'm with you. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't know what's going on up there. I don't know that a new big thing has arrived. Um, and honestly, I don't know that I could do anything about it anyway. Um, but I'll... Um, uh, let's see. I'll... I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I think I might just wait one. <laughs> Come back to this next round. <laughs> see, you know, let them sweat up there for a little minute. Uh, I am needing so many things, including PowerPoints, which I could uh, deal with. Uh, all right, whatever. We'll 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 pop back up so we can at least see what's going on with our our friends. Okay. So Graham uses this action to pop himself back up out of the ground, and almost instantly. I think I might be good just with the movement for that because it's not. Okay. I don't think sustaining it requires an action, but I'll, I'll look through the power just to be check. Okay, no, I think that was just just narrative. Did you just just pop yourself back up? Because I assume you basically went, you know, your pace into the ground, and now you're going to come your pace back up and just stand at the top. Um, so I can describe the scene to you, and you could uh, act after your movement, or um, that can just be your action. What would you like there? Uh, yeah, what is what does Graham see when he comes back up to the top? Uh, so Graham sees Graham is standing in front of the building. But as you look up back towards the building, you see still this this meaty swarm of small gibbering creatures or clicking, screeching creatures. And you see Slash uh, about, probably about 25, 30 feet in the air. And beyond him, looking just like between the legs of his power armor, you see this strange winged lump that looks like a just a giant, horrible version of the small meaty creatures. And the, that ring of teeth, not even ring, just this mass of mouths, different gaping mouths on the bottom, is just makes your skin crawl. Uh, well, we don't like that, um, but we're not much of an offensive caster. Uh, so we'll, we'll give a shot to, I think the only thing I have that's like potentially useful and has range uh, might be slumber. Okay. All right. Oh, I should add that there's a hole, a glitter boy shaped hole straight through the back of the building that you can see him through as well. Oh, yeah, I think he sees that and is the, doesn't even, like, factor in the calculations. He's just like, yeah, of course, he walked to the back of the wall. That's that's Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even a question of, like, could Slash have done it? It's just like, no, Tyler walked to the back of the wall. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, how far away is that thing? Because that's going to determine whether or not, that's going to determine what I could do. 
Sure. It's it was beginning to drop, so you're probably about fifty feet away now. Not time to remind myself how range is working here. Uh it's by yards, I think, in uh oh. in uh rifts yeah. or savage worlds, I wanna say. Yeah, I believe you so right. I believe the, the baseline as well for like for powers it's usually like range and then based off of your smarts. So if I have a D10 smarts, I think that means that it's ten yards. So it, you tell me, is it within ten yards of me? Yes, yes, it is. No, 50, no, it is not fifty feet. You'd have to spend power points to extend the range. I'm pretty sure we could do that. I'll, I'll double check on how the ranges work because I think it it might be like some other formula, um, but I'll I'll determine that later. For now, I'm happy to spend the the power points because I can double or triple the range if I need to. Um, so we will burn a bunch of power points. Uh, two plus blah. And I'll do a roll here. Yeah, you only need to double it, so you uh, double the range. So if that one point doubles, you're good. Yeah, one point will double it. Yeah, you're all set then. Uh, but that's a pass on the the cast, right? That is correct. Uh, now it needs to make a spirit roll. Okay, fantastic spirit. So I got a nine on the spirit roll. That didn't do anything, man. Okay. So. Moving from Graham, we step down to Tyler. Tyler, uh, Graham didn't announce his presence or anything, but mm-hmm. you just feel a, or see a shift in the swarm, in the swarm's mass uh, from you. It seems to slacken for a moment, and the field in front of you clears to maybe get another shot off at this monstrosity. Uh, so the the question I have is is, you know, Tyler's busy shooting in the middle of town. Uh, so he wants to make sure that, you know, trajectory of bullets and everything like that is not going to put townsfolk at, at risk. Is it still a clear up in the air shot that I'm just going to blast this? It's not like, you know, lofting rounds across town type of idea. If I shoot at it, you know, that's an interesting question. I was actually thinking about that. The first time you shot the boom gun is characterized as firing flechettes into at, at mock speed. And mm-hmm. so it's like throwing, you know, pebbles or, uh, you know, a handful of oh, probably not sand, but something of that nature. And you're firing it at mock speed into the air. So it's going to fall to earth eventually at some point. Mm-hmm. But the damage that the boom gun does comes from two things, the speed and the mass. And so or the the amount, I should say, of rounds. So you're fairly certain at a, a quick off the cuff calculation that you're you're not doing any lasting damage to anybody or anything unless they are incredibly unlucky for some reason okay i'm i'm good with that you know going back to shotguns shotguns you shoot up in the air they're only good for you know 100 yards or so and then the pellets exactly real quick so um, exactly the birdshot doesn't do too much on the way back down no okay uh in that case i'm going to take another shot at it uh and i'm gonna go over comms and uh uh, slash, I'm, I'm gonna try and hit it again. Uh, let's hope this goes through. Best of luck. My lasers don't seem to be that damaging to it. Uh, I've got like bennies to spare, so I'm gonna spend a benny on that one, uh, for sure. Uh, we'll take a we'll take a a raise on that. Uh, we shouldn't have the encumbered, so that is an eight. So a hit with a raise, so I get an extra d6 on the damage. Correct. That is correct. Yes. And that extra D6 can, in fact, raise. All right, so let me roll these here. Oh, we are doing some damage this time. 
Holy. Uh, let me add that D6 in there. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to roll. What did I wish I roll? I'll roll just D6 uh, and I'll roll it if it explodes. Uh, so that would be 72 damage. Okay. So you might be a little bit over the toughness. <laughs> just a little, though. Okay. Um, also, as I do that, uh, this is the second shot I've taken from the same spot. What is the windows and the buildings and the, the you know, general people sounds from around me sound like as well? You know, that's a that's a point. We are in the, the wee hours of the morning, but we are also on the wrong side of the tracks. And so most of the buildings here are wooden or older. There is some glass, although with the with this second shot, there isn't much in your immediate surrounding area. As um, Revolver Octorok mentioned, it is moving in yards. And mm-hmm. so I believe for the boom gun, it was, um, was it 10 yards? So about 30 feet in yeah. a radius around you. There is, of course, glass sprinkled on the ground, but not so much that you would notice as you were surrounded by a swarm of vampires, but for the atmosphere, uh, it is definitely having its usual effect on the buildings. But these older wooden buildings don't seem too phased by the by the sonic boom. I'm not picking and up so, on sensors right. like people running or screaming or or stuff going on. Either. No, no, okay. no, not on not on this edge of town. And so with 72 damage, what happens to our creature? This descending fleshy mass of of mouths and snapping fangs coming down out of the sky. It is. I mean, it looks like it got hit by a Mack truck. The full force of the flechette rounds beat into it. And it jerks upward into the air by a few feet, like it's noticeable, probably by six or eight feet. And it almost, it almost just, it stalls for a second. It hovers and, and shivers. And then it continues its descent down, though slower and faster and faster. And the mouths are still snapping and, and clacking, but its wings are still flapping. It's trying to hold itself aloft and it's slowing its descent but it is not well. And that brings us to the end of the combat. Uh, well, we come back up to, hang on, don't tell me that Slash rolled a Joker again. He did. Huh. All right, Fantasy Grounds is stacking the deck. All right, Slash, you got another Joker. Look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? So this creature is falling faster than it was before, uh, but it is still, it appears to you to be very much alive. All right, I'm going to fly a little bit towards the back of the room, kind of away from it, mm-hmm. and just take another shot at it. Yeah, go ahead, man. Roll me that hit. Fascinating. It's falling faster, so while you don't have a range penalty, you are going to be at minus two to hit it as it begins its plummet towards Tyler. Ooh, I might throw a Benny for that one, because you said a minus two, right? Correct, yes. So that's going to be a uh, a two on that die. So if you use that Benny and roll again, yeah, I'm going to do that real quick. Let's see if I can get a better hit. There yep. we go. Yeah, that'll do you. So with the uh, the minus two, you're at a seven. So not quite a hit with raise, no additional D6, but go ahead and roll that damage. Yeah, no, that's quite healthy. So you be, you burn into it with your lasers, but again, it, it takes the full force of that hit, but it just doesn't seem to do as much damage as you think it should. And indeed... Though through all the dripping gore, you see mouths reshaping from where the flechettes had blasted away at it, and its descent begins to slow a little bit to its prior pace. 
as it moves itself closer towards Tyler. And so we come from Slash to the Tyler. Uh, <laughs> that was a, and I know it was a solid hit. Like I saw it nail it and this oh, thing's yeah. still flying. Uh, uh, Slash, uh, uh, <laughs> hopefully this works. Uh, third time's a charm, right? That's what I'm hoping, but I think that was about the fourth or fifth time I cut into that nasty thing with my laser, so let's hope. Yeah. Uh so I will I will take another boom gun um shot. Uh and, and while I'm doing that and I'm taking aim, I'm like, I hope Graham comes back so he can tell me what to do with this thing, because this isn't working. And uh take my shot. Uh that would be a twelve. That's a hit. All right, so I'll take an extra d6 on this as well. Come on, raises. Um, you know what? I've got a ton of bennies. I'm going to re-roll my damage on that one. Uh, we got... Uh, hold on, I need to add a d6 in there. Oops. Uh, 54 damage. That is, that is healthy, and that is another powerhouse hit. Just... just absolutely crushing these you see you know teeth ripped out the meat of the creature is shredded and more gore than ever falls from the sky as you just try to put this thing down but it doesn't seem to be stopping it slows again in its descent as it's jerked upward by the force of the attack and then continues its descent towards you, now beating its wings faster and faster to make its way down. It's about 30 feet from the ground now. Graham, it is your turn. Uh, I'd like to ask you to make me an occult roll, my friend. Success? Okay, a success on this. You have some passing knowledge of vampires from general lore, even in Rifts, the... Post-apocalypse, people have some ken of these undead creatures, and there are these these you know myths and legends and things, and you feel like these these fanged winged things just they're aligned, especially with what you've been hearing than things that you've been dealing with. When there's something itching at your brain, some weaknesses and some thoughts, and I'll leave you with that as you start your action. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to try and, uh, just entangle this thing. It's about one of the only things we could probably do. That's a, that's a solid move, actually. Yep. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, the the target doesn't have to be, like, on the ground or anything as far as the power's concerned. So, we'll just, mm -hmm. uh, some magic chains up there. Do it up. Um, and we got a success. And as per our benefit, uh, we have a auto-raise. So they are both bound and entangled. That is exciting. So Tyler, as this thing closes to within 30 feet of you, mm -hmm. you know, it's 28, what have you, these chains seem to coalesce from thin air and wrap themselves around it. And you see it flapping its wings and straining against them, but it just can't get to you. It's not coming any closer. And you hear this deep, no longer this hum, that hum changes to almost a keen, and it's this deep, shivering moan that shakes the wood behind you and makes your sets your teeth on edge through your armor and makes the glitter boy creak. Slash, you feel it through your very bones and gram. Oh, the noise, how it makes your head ache. 
and that itching at the back of your skull turns into almost this bubbling this as if as if uh oil were splashing up and flicking the back of your skull not hot or dealing any damage but that feeling of just something licking at the back of your brain wanting to get in to fix this pain this hurt and it is as we move to the bottom of that action order that with that sound that humming that keening the smaller creatures whip themselves into this frenzy around you and they fly towards that creature and begin to swarm around it and you think they're attacking it but it seems as if they're trying to work on the chains to free it and that brings us to the top of the initiative of tyler uh this how long is that spell hold there graham well, they break them nice uh, that is double cool. check uh, if there's a uh, thing on there but i'm fairly certain yeah because the duration is instant instant creating these bonds uh and yeah they're just bound until they break those that's cool that is very cool okay so doo -doo -doo -doo. oh no it applied that effect that's not what we wanted um right so sorry yeah coming back to the coming back to the narrative um so tyler Top of the initiative order, you are up. This creature seems to be locked in these these mystical chains above you in the sky, and it is straining, and the small creatures are gouging pieces out of it as they try to bite and nip at these chains to break them out. You're standing basically right under it, 25 feet underneath this, this disgusting thing that's just dripping gore and goop and, and flesh and gobs of things onto you. Okay. Um, I'll immediately scan around and see if I, I catch Graham on sensors at the same time calling out, uh, uh, Graham, are you, are you out there? I'm out there. Uh, the boom gun doesn't seem to be doing a lot to this thing. Do you, do you know how we can hurt this thing? I'm sad to say I don't. Okay. Uh, if I shoot it with the boom gun, is that going to cause it to become, uh, unchained? Very likely. Okay. So I will... Um, hold. I think you can hold your action. If I can't, that's fine. Uh, but I'll hold my action, and if it pops out of the chains, I immediately blast it with the boom gun. Uh, but yeah, I will. Yeah, you can hold that action. Okay. I mean, and I that's what technically I'll... it doesn't. But I mean, it's it's kind of treated like a physical object, but not really. Um, I, I, that would probably just be up to the DM, honestly. Hmm. I'd say from uh, Tyler, from your Ken, you know, Sla or uh, Graham says that it, it probably would or it might. And from mm -hmm. your Ken, you feel like the boom gun might shoot and break the chains. You haven't yep. dealt a lot with magic, but that's a concern. Yep. So I'll just hold my action and and uh, and wait. Sure. OK, cool. Uh, which bounces us down to slash. The thing just continues to strain and shake at the chains. It's it's really not gaining any headway, and the small creatures continue to just rip more gobs out of it, almost doing more harm than good. Slash, what is your action? I'm gonna kind of fly over to Tyler and just kind of... Yeah, I, just, I don't, don't really know that we're doing any damage to this thing. It's just kind of... Looks like it's regenerating. Now these little things are just kind of eating at it. What do you guys think we ought to do with this? Uh, bring it down to the ground put it in a big box and just set the entire box on fire. That's that's all I got. I, I'm just going to keep blasting at it then with my lasers. I love you, Slash. <laughs> I think that was a good hit. Yeah, that was definitely a good hit. It's not going anywhere. It is it's technically also uh, vulnerable and distracted right now. Yes. Ooh. So that would be a hit with Rays. Hit, but 
Yep. So did you get an extra D6 in there for the uh, for the hit with Raze? It won't, unless it aces, it's not going to matter, but it might. Um, I think I just got the four. Okay, cool. All right. So that will step us down. You absolutely shit, shit, excuse me. You shoot the uh, the mass <laughs> and pepper it with lasers and it pops some of the chains. I mean, not pop a break, but hit some of the chains with the lasers. But there just does not seem to be any real effect. And that was not a great roll either, but um, not compared to what we've been rolling. So we step down to our next combatant, Graham. Okay. Um, I'll, I feel like you're trying to lead me to like, Oh, elemental weaknesses, but I don't really even have elemental damage. Uh, so we'll try. We'll, we'll play along and we'll try to throw some fire at it. Um, but it probably won't go well. Um, but I don't even know if I have the range for it. I don't. It's not. Uh, I probably don't. Um, I can spend points to bump the range. I'll spend a Benny, I guess. Um I've never had to use this power this way, and I wasn't considering ever having to. Um, so, successful cast, uh, spend extra point for the range. It will do strength damage, and the power acts as if, as if it has a d6 strength. So, uh, let me roll a d6. Oh, I mean, that's okay. an ace. I guess I'll roll another one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, that eight points of fire damage? Yeah, interesting. All right, I'm I'm willing to run with that. Uh, so you, it's part you, of elemental manipulation that if you use fire, you can conjure flame, and if you want to, you can hurl it. Uh, it's just not not very strong. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh it's more for, it's a tool, uh, not necessarily a combative tool. So no, I'm tracking. Um, so yeah, you absolutely throw that at the at the at the thing at the beast, the monster, and. There is definitely a hissing of blood. There is definitely a, a a spattering of gore, but it does not seem greatly affected by that by that damage. And so here we are, one round after the beast was successfully incapacitated. As we move back to Graham's turn, and you hear from beside you, Graham, a slow clap, and it seems to echo and cut through the sound. This round after the beast has been chained, and as this slow clap begins, you see the creatures and the beast begin to quiet, and they slow down, and the creatures begin to drop dead from the sky, the smaller ones, and the large one slowly stops beating its wings with each beat of the clap that is almost in time with the beat of the wings, and the wings begin to droop, and you hear a voice say, that is well done, my friends. So very well done. And Tyler, you hear this sound in your ears, like faintly through your armor, but that sound is in your ears, as if as if someone were standing beside you talking. And Graham, someone is standing beside you talking. Uh, and Slash, you hear it pick up on your microphone, but you do not, you do not hear it almost in person by you up in the air. But you do hear it pick up on the microphone. You heard the claps. And you see the, you know, you see the creature slowly, slowly begin to wilt almost. I think that last shot got it. <laughs> so you hear this, this voice say, uh, standing next to you, Graham, you know, most of the, other, what am I, what am I saying? 
all of the others simply went the route of sacrificing someone nearest to them. I have to say, you two, and your third, if we can get him, will really class up the joint. That was so very well done. Uh, I think Graham gives a nervous laughter and sort of tries to summon some pluck. We're like, well, we, we aim to surprise him, please. Oh, <laughs> my favorite kind of people. And standing next to you, Graham, as you, I assume you, you turn a little bit to look, is a tall, lean gentleman, incredibly, incredibly pale, with narrowed eyes, and you see a glow coming from behind his eyelids. Nothing bright or shining or anything like that, but it's just the faintest sort of bioluminescence coming off of the eyeballs. And he stands there with his arms crossed, standing in a, a long coat with a top hat in one arm, hanging down in the other, hand stroking his chin. And he says, So with that aiming to please, what do you think it would take for all three of you to take of the mortisap? That would rightly depend on uh, what the mortisap is. Why, that's the the drink of drinks. The Kool-Aid, I think one of our uh, learned members called it, of our group, of the Sanguine Circle, that you may listen to our commands, that you may be uh, jumped in, one of the others said. And you're, I believe only two of you were so keen on becoming one of us. I'd, I would like to have the set. I see. Uh, well, I think you'll find that my associates are businessmen, uh, and the greatest uh, thing that speaks uh, in that world is capital. Who does it now? Because I have never had a glitter boy of all things seek so heartily to join our ranks that he would show up and storm up and force his way in. That is, that was a fantastic display, my young friend. Perhaps foolish, like but only time will tell. Snap his head, be like, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> Tyler, Tyler muted. Oh, I, I figured they were, they were doing it. And I'm just barely hearing it. Um, so yeah, if I'm hearing that and I look over and respond, I'll be like, uh, yeah, now I, now I understand what's there. Um, uh, oh, Tyler, I should clarify. So I maybe I got the names mixed up, but Tyler, you are hearing this gentleman's words as clear as if he was standing next to you. It was Slouch okay. who heard it, who heard it, you know, faintly as if his external microphones were picking it up. So you're hearing his part of the conversation as if he were standing next to you or speaking to you without your glitter boy helmet on. Uh, but uh, and you're hearing Graham's voice through the comms. Uh, I guess I'll also like pop the comms to like get slash in on it and just sort of have an open mic um, and uh, start with. Uh, yeah, no, I think uh, that's that's part of the nature of the profession. I think if you want a mercenary, you have to pay for a mercenary. Oh, wonderful. Simply wonderful. In that case, name your price, because I already own you. Uh, consider. Uh, our relationship, if uh, if if I may be so bold, uh, and you know, I think uh, you know, proper um, 
etiquette uh, would compel me uh, to introduce. Uh, I'm I'm Graham. Um, you may be familiar uh, from our short time. Uh, and sir, you would be at the advantage. Do continue. Yes. Uh, I so Mr. don't know Mr. The... that we're prepared. Mr. I thought his the... name was you... Duke. Duke. Duke, continue. Duke, continue. Uh, I got at the. Yeah. Uh... We'll we'll figure it out. I hate you all. <laughs> That's me, not him. That's I'm, me I'm gonna, saying that. I'm going to call him Duke. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Continue, uh, if I may. We're, we're terribly fascinated um, uh, of, of your organization, certainly. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's a matter of motivation, I think, is, is what it is. Uh, what 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 benefits us uh, to associating ourselves with your your collective? That will become apparent all in good time. But I think it's worth making clear that you are associated and you have been bought for the price of one sip. And I'm getting some uh, some motions in the background, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's a, a spot that I got to end it here um, with my, my one month old beginning to kick off. So I'll I'll take closing thoughts, or if you have another piece of banter, um, Graham, you know we can absolutely do that. But we're getting probably the perfect tight. thing. Okay, uh, all right. Tyler just speaks up really quick and goes, uh, "Mister at the, uh, you're uh, just to get this straight, you're a vampire, right?" That's uh, he's going to look over at you and smile very toothily, very very toothily. I'm just going to use the glitter boys, uh, you know, and just thumbs up. Gotcha. That, I think, is the perfect sting. If folks have listened to our previous episodes, oh, I love that. Go back and take a listen to what Tyler has been looking forward to, ladies and gentlemen, with every breath in his body since about episode five. Thank you very much for joining us on this episode of Role Playing Rats, playing Rifts in the Savage Worlds Adventure Edition rule setting. It's always a good time. We try to make sure we get some laughs. And I am, in fact, out to kill the characters. But now they may be working with the ones who are trying to kill them. We'll see on the next pass. Good night. Sleep tight. Night, everybody. Don't let the vampires bite.